0: Welcome to the latest edition of Lunchtime Learning. I'm delighted to be joined today by Jennifer Hartburn from Harrington-Brown in County Durham. So thank you very much for joining me today, Jennifer. How are you?
1: I'm good, thanks Stephen. Thank you for inviting me to join you.
0: It's an absolute pleasure. So tell us a little bit about yourself. How did you end up um, in agency with the most amazing, one of the best shops, estate agency shops I've ever seen?
1: Thanks, Stephen. So I used to work for Harrington-Brown when I first moved down to the northeast. um, That was a good 10, 11 years ago um, as a property advisor, then left um, to start a family and was full-time mum. But um, I'm the kind of person that can't really ever sit still. So while I was maternity and all the rest of it, um, dabbled a bit in interior design, um, I've always been hugely interested in property. We've had our own couple of rentals and things before. Um, And then had the opportunity that Harrick Brown um, was closing Um, the previous owner was retiring and my husband planted a seed in my head that possibly I could buy the business and take the business on. It kind of been a growing concern and had kind of been like, didn't have any business on the books and was closing down Um, just after lockdown. And I was like, hmm, do I do this? Do I not? So... Anyway, long story short, spoke to the owner and she was shutting her doors on the 31st of December 2020 and I thought, do you know what? Maybe I could. So we officially bought and rebranded and turned Harrington Brown into Harrington Brown Property Limited and officially started trading on the 11th of January 2021. Um, so there, there you go.
0: So just hitting your third year, so congratulations on the anniversary. So yeah. massive learning curve mm, from when huge. you started. So um, so you said you've taken on an agency, um, hasn't got any properties. Um, how have you built it up to where it is today?
1: Um, So I think huge. My background was kind of like sales and marketing and customer service as well. So one of our huge focuses was... um heavily focused on customer service, not just there to sell your house, but to kind of be part of the community and um, just spend a lot more time trying to find out the reasons why you want to sell, things like that. So um, we've kind of become the the little village uh, drop-in, probably popping with the dogs, we've always got the treats for the dogs. Um, But yeah, just being like the local go-to agent, um, being a bit more approachable. Working um, work in different hours. We've got a lot of clients actually overseas. So thinking outside the box and communicating via WhatsApp, we're not the nine to five agents. So um, it's really tough the first year, obviously when a company changes hands, they don't know you. First year was a big struggle. We had all the corporates, um, you know, undercutting us on fees and saying, oh, you do know that having Brown aren't on right move, which we weren't at the time, we are now. So the first year was tough, don't get me wrong. And I think you take a lot of things personal. If you lose business, then, you know, is it because of me? Did they not like me? And um, So it, it was it was hard, but slowly um, the client base that we've built up, it's become word of mouth um, and reputation. And um, We've really heavily focused on investment into prop tech technology, which um, has grown massively since I was first in the industry. So that's been a huge eye opener. Um, but it's the it's the way forward. It's what people expect. It's kind of going above and beyond and maybe offering things that other agents don't. So I think we're one of the only agents in the area that has a touchscreen um, TV outside the building. So that's great for exposure and for out of hours, people can kind of see the properties, they can click on and request more information, a range of view and things like that. Um, same with like 360 tours, um, drone footage and aerial photographs as well. So it's it's pitching that higher standard of marketing. And that's kind of I think what it started to to become recognized for.
0: Right. I'm taking loads of notes because I've got loads of questions for you about every everything you oh, said. No. <laughs> so I wanna just just to, just to take it back um and you said about what customer service in the community being so important so i mean most yeah. estate agents say they offer great customer service um and they're involved in the community what does that actually mean great customer service and and getting involved in the community and i actually love what you said there about you being the village drop-in um and people coming in and getting their dog treats and whatever so can you tell us a little oh, Loads of questions all wrapped in one. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> no, that's fine. So one of my biggest concerns, obviously, with lockdown, we've got we do have quite a um, prominent position at the, the office, and I started to think, oh my gosh, are people going to come in? Do people want to be in the village? Do they want to drop in? Is everything going to be online? But kind of when we're saying like the customer service, we've got a lot of different age groups of clients. So yeah, people want to do everything online and they want to email at 11 o'clock at night and things like that. We've also got a lot of um, elderly clients who actually don't have an email address and they don't want to be online. They want to come in and have a cup of tea and speak to you and ask questions. And I think it's about offering that service, being adaptable to your customers and their needs. And um, if your client's different, and that's again where you go personal, it's finding out why they're selling what they need i mean we've gone to a couple of properties to do valuations and one property was a gorgeous house and everyone was like oh why that not sell so quickly it was actually a situation where i said to the vendor it was their parents property do you need to sell and they looked a bit confused because i knew emotionally at that time it wasn't the right thing for them to do because there was too much emotional attachment and um, that was two years ago we took the property on for them and project managed it into a renovation to get the property to standard to rent it because long term this lady would like to live in that house herself had we not asked the right questions if i'd just gone there thinking i want to get this business on my books i want to get it on a target and um, you know to, to list it then we would never have come to that kind of conclusion so i think it's kind of thinking out the box and you know maybe asking the odd question to to figure out is it what they really want or you know just trying to help them achieve what they're looking to achieve. So it's little things like that where I think if a corporate agent had gone in there, it would just been about selling the property and not really understanding the personal situation situations to why they were um, selling the things. So it's just about making a bit more time. Same with valuations. It's not just like, oh, we'll pop out for half an hour and give you sometimes if it's a deceased estate or um, a separation you've got to be able to to offer a bit more time and sometimes it's not always the right thing to sell and I'm not scared to say I don't think it's the right time for you Um, and they'll appreciate that advice as well rather than us just going out and kind of being like let's get this piece of business listed so um, in regards to community obviously I live in the village I've got children that go to local schools so we do a lot of things and I tend to get involved in elf trails and and Easter egg hunts and, and things, which my much to my husband's disappointment when I tell him he's going to be a six foot four Easter bunny, but um it always goes down well. So so yeah, I think it's just kind of that small village. Um same with the office. It's a very small office, but I'd like to think that we're a small family and people get that impression as well and they can pop in and we'll stick the kettle on and 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 make time for them.
0: Okay. So I love what you just said. I love that story um about that lady and i think that's great advice for the family um i remember years ago doing exactly the same thing um and they rented but they ended up renting out the property whereas every other agent told them to sell yeah. Um, and then five years later, they came back and I was in a different office and they asked whether I was still there. And they said, yes, yeah, Steven's still here, but different office. Well, can you thank him, please, because he was the only agent that took time to listen to our needs, understand and give us uh, a different opinion to everybody else. Um, yeah. For properties appreciated considerably. We've had great tenants in there. Thank you. And so yeah. many agents just yeah, as a one off transaction and not you know we're here for to be trusted advisors um yeah. you know we're here to, doctors we're here to ask great questions and then come up with a solution and i love that brilliant brilliant story so and what you're going to do is you're going to gain loads of raving fans because they're going to tell everybody jennifer's yeah. that estate agent you need to speak to because she tells it how's how it is and how it should be so
1: i love that story yeah, I have gone to a few valuations and my first things I always say is I'm open and honest. So there has been a few conversations where if a property needs work, um I'm not afraid to to tell them that. At the end of the day we put the property on to achieve the best possible price. So if there's things I feel that to get the house ready for market they do, then I'm not afraid to say it. So maybe I'm a bit like Marmite, you love me or hate me.
0: Okay, well, sounds like you're doing the right things. So you talked about in the first year, you weren't on right move and um, maybe you didn't win the amount of instructions you wanted to win and you took it very personally. Yeah. How did you learn to overcome that it wasn't about you um, and, ta- and, and taking it so personally? Because I'm sure there's a lot of people watching this um, that they lose an instruction, they lose a sale, they do take it personally. You got yeah. any tips
1: to overcome that? Um, slowly you learn that you win some, you lose some. Um, and then the reason I wasn't on Rightmove to start with was the financial cost. I probably, you know, I had no money coming in, so until I could build the business up, and then we would join it. So I joined Rightmove in my second year, and that was my accountant that said to me, "Look, um." you can afford to take that payment now and you can do this. And if that's what everyone's holding against you and, or um, or oh, Brown are not on right move. If you become on right move, what can they hold against you? What can they say about you? You offer everything they offer and more. So I was like, yeah. And then it just kind of gave me the confidence um, and also the, the figures that we're looking at. We were at the point, and we, I think we still are one of the fastest selling agents in DH8. So again, just... Um, having the confidence to say that and if they chose not to come with us then thank them for their business and wish them all, all the best and and move on.
0: Okay hey, Brian so you talked about being the fastest selling selling agent which is exceptional. Um hopefully there aren't any agents in your area that listen to this. Um but what are you what are you doing in your process and systems and processes that make sure that you're selling it and you're the quickest agent.
1: So I think it's, um, it comes a lot down to the valuations. Um, I find our valuations are very um, realistic. There's a lot of agents that are still valuing, you know, where we were in 2020, 2021. We're not going to be at that price again. Um, so just being a lot more realistic. Um, also, like the wording that we're used, we don't like to use offers in excess of and um, buyers don't like it and I think we listen when we go out and do our valuations we're listening to what buyers are looking for and what they're saying and it's kind of just advising and um, kind of keeping on track of what the market is and what people's budgets are and what they're looking for so um, there's a few valuations where I've gone to and I've been quite a bit out compared to another agent um, one in particular a year later that house it's my first valuation of 2023 um, and I lost every valuation in January last year. And it really, really took its toll on me. And I started to think, what have I done wrong? It just really threw me. And then February picked up and I was winning the instructions. And So it's January 24 now, and two of those properties are still on the market. So yeah, they went with another agent, but they're still there. So, Um, and that's down to pricing. And I think not over value in properties.
0: Okay, 100%. Um, pricing is going to be massive, as is communication um, mm-hmm. as well this year, um, keeping in contact with them. So, you know, if they haven't sold it, hopefully a massive opportunity for you to get it a second time round at the right price and at the fee that you deserve.
1: Fingers crossed. <laughs>
0: So you talked about tech and how tech's made a difference. And I know you talked about touch screens, you talked about the 360, the drones. Um, Is there any tech, any other tech that you feel that's worked really well and making a big, big difference to you?
1: Yeah, so um, we use a digital presentation now for our evaluations. So we do a pre-appointment and I think that's the key to it because we've got the option with a digital presentation about your valuer who you're going to be meeting and what we'll cover during your um, valuation or market appraisal we also have the option to do a video to send that so i think that's a key thing because before we even get our foot in the door we've introduced ourselves and we've kind of proved a little bit about what the company does and about our stats as well so that's been a huge thing and also Stephen, video because uh Yeah. yeah. All I've heard all last year was video, video, video. You need to get yourself out there, get your face out there. I hate social media from a personal point of view. I also like to just hide behind the scenes and I don't really want to kind of listen to myself and see my face on social media. Um, But everyone's doing it and I keep getting told, yeah, you've got to get on there. I cringed, but I know that we had a chat um, last year and I came off the phone. I thought, right, We're doing it. Got the tripod, got the microphones, got everything. Um, And like you said before, it's about pushing yourself out of your comfort zone. Um, And once you've done it a few times, it just will come naturally. So I'm not sure if my part's come naturally yet, but the team are doing really well. Um, We've had loads of feedback from the videos, a lot of interaction on Facebook as well. And just last week, we posted a property which had the most amazing views. And it was just a clip saying, how would you like to wake up to this view and panoramic view? And um, that house sold um, from a social media post over asking price and didn't even go on the market. So, um, yeah, video definitely does work, Stephen. Thank you for that.
0: <laughs> are, you, are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> Great. Let's. Let, let's- Great example. Um, So coming back early, you said um, you've got family, um, mother, you juggle. um, How do you you cope with all of that? How do you do that? Because, again, there's going to be people similar position to you, uh, maybe looking to start their business, run a business, maybe a negotiator in in a business, um, have young kids. Um, How do you juggle all of that? Have you got any top tips, please?
1: Um, It's been tough but the biggest thing is when people offer help take their right hand off because I'm also very stubborn and independent and I feel like I should do it all on my own Um, but it's understanding that people are there to help so um, I'd be lost, I've got an amazing mother-in-law and if I didn't have her that would be, be, I don't actually know if I could have gone into this because my husband also works away from home um but yeah it's about work-life balance I'm now as I say going into uh, 2024 I've got grown from having myself plus a part-time member of staff to now having um four members of staff and me so I'm finally at the stage now where I can be a bit more flexible my working hours um and I think what a lot of people don't realize is I might not get to the office till quarter past nine because I've got to drop the kids at school then I've got to leave at half past two but um there's a lot of long hours where you can start half five, six in the morning and then you work till 10, 11 at night when the kids are in bed and um, what it pays off. And I can now obviously build the business up and I can afford to have the staff and the team there to run it. So um, it's a big thing, but sometimes you've just got to push yourself. And, and when someone tells you can't, then prove that you can.
0: Like that. Okay. So... Building a team, how have you found that? How have you found recruitment? And how have you found um, building a culture within that team?
1: That's a part I found quite difficult. And I'll be honest, sometimes I don't enjoy being um, the boss. Um, Don't like the responsibility and and like staff issues and things. And what I've found really important is we've just recruited a senior agent um, last year. And that was so hard to find because because it's a small independent It had to be someone that wasn't going to change the dynamic of our team because we're quite a small team. We're all quite close. So it had to, and also personality wise, um, someone I've got to work with quite closely. And it it was tough. I had loads of applications and some of them I wrote off before you didn't even interview. Um, So yeah, that was really, really hard. Um, but now I've got a fantastic um, member, Aidan, who has been a breath of fresh air. He's taken a huge weight off my shoulders and we bounce off each other. When we go out together and do valuations, um, we have a bit of a laugh and the team spirit as well. Um, we've got a, a young apprentice in the office, too. So I feel like we've got a really, really good team and I'm excited for 24 um, to really gel and watch the business grow.
0: Brilliant. So... You talked about going together to valuations. How's yeah. that received by um, potential sellers, two of you turning up?
1: So a couple of people, well, to start with, when for first start, it's more like just saying, you know, I'm only here to kind of supervise, he's just started with us. But sometimes when you go to, we've got a lot of um, rural properties, so they're they're not your, your bog standard four bed detached where you can just look at what's sold next door. So it's always nice to have a second opinion with that as well. Um, I think people quite enjoy it it's, it's a bit more we've made it kind of quite informal and um, there's only been a couple that have been like "Oh, wasn't expecting two of you to be here and we've just kind of explained that um we're still kind of working together and doing a bit of training and things but it goes down really well and that's another huge thing for self-doubt I used to come back and be like oh no I've overvalued and did I do that right and a massive pressure but I feel when we're doing it together we share it and we discuss it and most times we're on the, the same path um, and I think it's a huge help because when you go back to the office and you're on your own, nobody else has seen the property, nobody else knows how it went and you can, oh, I messed this up, I shouldn't have said that, I should have done that. So I think when it's the two of you there, it's kind of just taking the pressure off a little bit.
0: Okay, so so God, you're doing well. So you you come over that lot of what people were saying about you um you're not on right move you've overcome that um you've overcome your self-doubt um so okay. confidence is a big thing, a big thing in agency so again yeah. you know there's going to be people watching this how can people build their confidence up
1: so the biggest thing for me because i sat here two years ago feeling very uh, lost and lonely um And i think when you're self-employed you don't have someone to bounce off yeah i can speak to family and friends and my husband's a great support but they're not in there every day they're not the ones that's being challenged and questioned and losing business or so my biggest thing is networking and i've really there's been a huge support so local network groups where it's not estate agency related but it's just other business owners like-minded people so i think surround yourself with people that are positive and like-minded Um, and just keep going, don't, if you get knocked back, just brush it off and and get back out there. Facebook groups as well. There's a lot of people online and other independent agents. I mean, I didn't really have that when I first started out, but now I actually don't know what I do. Like the women in the state agency group, they've been amazing. And also when I first started, I was paired with a mentor, um, Murray Lee from Dreamview. It's paired with him through Agents Together, and he was an incredible support as well. If you just had a little bit lack of confidence, or you're feeling a little bit down, I could just drop him an email, and he he would always just make me smile and have my back. Um, So I think it's just connecting, finding those people and and connect with them.
0: Okay, well, Agents Together does phenomenal work. Um, So again, if there's anybody watching, and is after an exceptional mentor, or wants to become a mentor, Um, or a mentee please get in contact with me and I'll put you in touch with the appropriate people because um, yeah they were
1: fantastic
0: fantastic. fantastic. brilliant okay so how was the women in the state agency um, group helped
1: you oh I think just um, personally not just business-wise as well but that's when you realize that we're all sometimes juggling a lot um, whether it's family or um, other things and I think it's just. The group's great. You can put a little post on. um, And they've just been so supportive about everything. And then you realize, like, oh, I'm not the only one that feels like this. Um, So, yeah, they've been really good. Um, Monthly meetups um, go to the conference in March. Um, But, again, it's it's making you feel that there's so many more people. Again, when I first came back into the industry, I forgot how aggressive it was. Um, and typically being quite meal orientated. So I think having this support and these women that are um, just driving the business forward. And again, it just that's given me a lot of confidence as well. Um, and just knowing that there's other agents in independence that um, they're not competitors in different areas, but you can just shout out quick advice, quick question. And I've been amazed at the support. And there was one person I said, you know, you're an independent as well, and you've got your own business, you're busy, like, why do you, like, why do you do this? And she said, well, Jennifer, I had support when I first started out. So I'm just paying it forward. And I thought, yeah, that's a huge thing. So um, something I've picked up as well. I mean, if I can ever help anyone or someone wants to pick my brains and what's left of them, then, you know, I'll I'll offer that and, and be there as well. But it's just the community, I think, and just the encouragement that you get from it.
0: Brilliant, and you, you touched on the conference, and I know it's in um, March, yeah. I think, in the Savoy, um, Piccadilly. Yeah. And I have a pleasure of um, being on the panel last year, and I can honestly say it's, it is the best conference I think I've ever been to, property-related. It was For absolutely it. exceptional. So I look forward to seeing you in March and meeting you yeah. in person. Um yeah, I'm really excited about that. So I'm really conscious of time and I'm grateful for your time. So a couple of final questions. Yeah. Um, obviously you've met women in, in the state agency um, group, but is there anybody in particular who inspires you and you look up to?
1: Yeah, I would, there's quite a few people. And um, the one that sticks out the most, and I was actually just messaging today as well, is Michelle Gallagher from JDG. And, um, I love her branding I love her social medias and she's just such a lovely person and um, I met her at the EA Masters um, in London in November and went to say hi and just the time that she took to you know catch up and say good luck and great that you're here and things so um, yeah it's just there's, all, there's probably too many to, to name but Um, just knowing that you can pick someone's brain and ask for support and if they don't know the answer they pass you on to someone else Um, and yeah it's just it's it's been really really supportive and all really positive.
0: Brilliant and um, what do you do to self-learn apart from all these groups is there anything else that you read you listen to that um, you think would inspire people listening or watching?
1: Yeah, actually, I've got a little book here, which is one of my favourite ones. This is Sam Ashdown, bot. It's called The Selective Agent. And when I first started reading this, it was kind of like choosing who your clients and things are and how to work it. And I thought, oh, like, I don't know. I didn't relate to it to start with. But now I've slowly started to realise that, um, yeah, there's certain, another thing that was brought up in November was... Um, you want lists and you don't want lists, people that maybe you don't necessarily want to work with because they, I don't know, I don't want to go into too much there, but um, your your clients have kind of got to respect you and take your advice, and when you're working with someone who wants to value their own house and put their own price on it, and then they don't want to do things that you're advising to do, so it's kind of understanding that this is what we do, this is the standard that we work to, and this is what our fees are and if you don't want to kind of work with us then maybe you're not the the client for us and i hate to say things like that but i've slowly started to realize when you know we have put maybe properties on and they've very much tried to control what we do and how we market it and even like wording and things so um, they're the properties that we struggled a little bit with as well so it's kind of like just working with people who respect our advice and and um, kind of allow us to do our, our job
0: Definitely. Well, there's a saying an instruction is a liability until it's sold, and you definitely want to be working with the right with the right people to help you get yeah. to, and help them to um, resolve their needs. Anyway, thank you very much for your time. Um if people do want to get thank hold you for you, your Jennifer, to kind of you, Jennifer. How do they get a hold of you?
1: Sorry, you broke up there, Stephen.
0: So all right, if people want to get a hold of you, Jennifer, how do they find you? Yep. How do they get a hold of you?
1: So I'm on LinkedIn um, or my website. You can get my email details from there, Harrick and Brown, and um, Property Limited, or you'll find me on Facebook and Messenger. So just drop me a message. And if I can help with anything, then I will. But um, yeah, it's been a bit of a roller coaster a couple of years. But Brilliant. Well, uh, thanks very much for your time. time. Yeah, you too. And see you in March. Well,
0: look, you're doing really, really well. You're great. I look forward to it. You've grown your business. You're doing really well. I look forward to seeing your further successes and growth. And thanks very much. And thank you, everybody, for watching and listening today. Really appreciate it. Please like it. Please share it. Please get the message out there. Have a good day, everyone. Bye.